L is for love languages. Hi, I'm Beck from Be Free Emotional Fitness Training, and I support women and girls to become emotionally stronger. And I'm Vern from Move Forward Mentoring, and I specialize in male mentoring, helping boys and men find their passion, speak from their heart, and build better relationships. And together we are Rekindling Relationships. We work with couples through mentoring sessions, as well as facilitating communication and creative workshops to build deeper connections. Welcome to our podcast designed to help you strengthen and bring more fun into your partnership, as well as create a more loving, healthy and strong connection. Welcome everyone. Today we're going to talk about love languages. Good old love languages. I think this is something we've been speaking about for quite a long time to each other. So today we're going to talk about the love languages, what are they, how you can express them to your partner and why they're so important. So love languages are the things we do for our partner or for another person that expresses our love for them. So it's something we do quite naturally and we all have different ways to express our love for another person. So there are five different love languages, aren't there? And they are words of affirmations, acts of service, quality time, giving gifts and physical touch. And everyone expresses probably one of these or two of these as their main love language to their partner, or just out in the world. It's just like the way we naturally want to be in the world, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, The one that we find important comes naturally. But the most important thing is to find out what your partner's one is, because then you can express your love to them in a way that they feel loved. I guess that's the really important point, because if you're just expressing to your partner the way that you want to be loved, or the way that you express love, that doesn't necessarily mean that they're getting it. Your way of being, of feeling loved is to give words of affirmation to your partner. So lots of compliments to express how you feel, but that's not their way of actually understanding love or expressing love. You're sort of doing it more for yourself than the other person. They won't value it as much. Experts say that this is one of the keys to a lasting relationship is knowing your partner's love language. And the whole idea of the five love languages comes from a guy called Gary Chapman who wrote a book on it, a very successful book. Beck and I have looked at the love languages and done the test and realised that we're actually very similar in our love languages, which makes things a lot easier. It makes things very easy, actually. It makes things very easy for us because naturally what we find is important, the other person does too. We are never asking the other person to express our love language. So it is a little easy for us. So tell me, you've said to me that this is not, this is unusual for you. Yeah, I would say that other relationships I have been in have had different love languages to me. And so that takes a little bit more work because you have to find out what theirs is and it doesn't come naturally to express that one. So you're always conscious of, oh, they find this loving, so I need to show more of that. They're all important saying that. We all need every one of those love languages expressed in the relationship at different points in time, but obviously some we find more important. And so two, I've had to often ask them to show my one more because I felt like I haven't been getting that. So that's a lot of, a bit more communication when you don't have, share the same love language, whereas we do. So it comes naturally and it's a, 
it's very easy. I know once I learned about love language, I actually looked at my children to see what their love languages were and realised that my youngest daughter is all about giving gifts and she's always making gifts and giving gifts. And I never realised that before that was one of her prime love languages and it's not mine. So now I actually understand that. I'll try and do more of those things for her. Not just buying gifts, but making her little cards or really acknowledging when she gives me a gift because that's her trying to express her love language. So for us, physical touch is probably one of our main love languages. And the important point about physical touch is that it's about a non-sexual touch. So it's not about just being in the bedroom and that form of, of touch. It might be that as well. Like, you know, we love being in the bedroom, of course. It's about the other things that happen around that. And we do these to each other constantly. We hold hands, we hug each other, we might caress each other, we might sit close to each other when we're on the couch but we're always sort of physically touching each other it's like that intimacy that's created from constantly being touched giving touch and receiving touch means that we're expressing that love language consistently to each other so we both feel like our love tank is full and that's something that gary chapman talks about that when you have a full love tank so you've been having your love language expressed to you so you feel full then you're better able to be in the world but when you haven't had your partner do your love language to you, then you start to worry, you start to fret, you start to close in and your love tank becomes empty. And then when love tanks become empty, that's when partners start sort of drifting away from each other. They're not getting what they need. You're not feeling loved. And it's not intentional. It might be that your partner actually doesn't know your love language until you tell them. So it's that conversation. If you don't know the other person's love language then they're not getting what they need from the relationship and you're probably not either so again it's having these conversations isn't it and finding out doing the quiz finding out what your love language is and your partner's most importantly your partner's love language and working on those things together what about you have you been in relationships where you haven't shared the same love language and has that been tricky for you? I would say that quality time is one of my love languages and one that we both share. We both love spending time together. Now that homeschooling is over in Bendigo, means that we get to spend more time during the day together because the children are at school, which makes us both very happy because having that time together really makes me feel that I'm loved. That's time together without the phones, without electronics, not time together watching a television it's actually time together where we're looking towards each other we're doing something together and that can be we draw together or even doing a podcast now this is in a sense time together sharing a hobby together going on a date night but in the past i feel like i've been with people who might have spent a lot of time on their phone so they never really felt like there was quality time so even when we were together they might be checking their phone all the time so they didn't really feel present apart from quality time and physical touch there are three other love languages yes there's three others there's words of affirmation and that's giving genuine compliments expressing how much you love that person and it might even be in forms of letters text messages or obviously verbally And that's a nice way to constantly be telling someone how much you love them. I think it's also being able to tell them what they're doing really well in the world. I know that for me, when I hear you say, oh, that was great, thanks for doing that, that encourages me. It's something which I know I try and do for you. Like you cook amazing food. So I always like to tell you, 
that I'm thankful and how great the food is and what I like about it because I like to let you know how much you give into this relationship to me. Thank you. And I think that actually goes into our next one really nicely acts of service because after I cook dinner, you often wash up for me which is a nice act of service. Well, I don't wash up for you. I wash up for us, don't I? It, because you cook for us. And I feel that that is that taking burden of the responsibility. You know, we're, we're both in this together. It's not you doing all that and me doing something else. Yeah. And so what other acts of service are there that show that you love someone? Could be that you, you know, you pamper them or you offer to do something for them or you might spontaneously do a chore. They normally do. Yeah. The combination of that words of affirmation is acknowledging when someone does something, but doing an act of service means doing something without being asked as well. I think if someone's asking you over and over and over to mow the lawn, that's not an act of service when you do it. But I also think that if you're, you want something done, rather than nagging someone over and over and over to do it, if you give them verbal encouragement, then they're more likely to want to do it rather than being forced to do it. Acts of service can mean different things to people. I think it's important to actually tell people what you really want and what makes you happy in some ways and then to check in with them about what you need doing. I think acts of service too is quite often more about it being spontaneous and not the person not expecting or uh, like you said, asking. So it's like, oh, what does this person, what would help this person in their day or what would they appreciate if I did for them that would lighten their load? What can I do for them? Thinking that through and it being more of a spontaneous act that's unexpected. I do feel that you have taken over quite a lot of work in the house in regards to chores and housework. You're making me sound really awesome in this podcast. (laughs) You are really awesome. But you actually do a lot. And I mean, you know, since we've blended this family together, you've started cooking for me and I have cooked for myself for probably 10 years. It's nice you appreciate it. I love it. I love it so much. One thing you do is it's really sweet is you come and bring me my slippers if I'm cooking or something. You're like, oh, it might be a bit cold or you bring me a jumper and it's little small things like that that are really sweet I think is a nice act of service too. You brought me flowers a few weeks ago too, which was really nice. Maybe with the acts of service, it's about being thoughtful and actually thinking about that person. So when you do something for them, they realise that you're thinking about them. Yeah, I was just thinking with the bringing the flowers. is So much thinking. Is probably more like giving of gifts really than the act of service, isn't it? So that probably takes us into the next one, which is giving of gifts. Yeah, and gift giving is not about buying presents for someone every week. Because that's not going to happen. So stop looking at me like you you want me to buy you more and more things. Always spending all my money on you. <laughs> I was actually thinking giving of gifts was when I did the quiz, the last one on my list. Yeah, mine too. Yeah. so it's not. I don't value it as much. No, it's not one that I value as much in the love languages. You need to show them all. You really notice it when you do get given something and I appreciate it a lot. And I think it's having the balance of them all, but clearly the one that the other person values more, you'll show that more to them. You need to do them all in a relationship. Isn't that about being thoughtful in the relationship? Like actually being connected to the relationship, 
think about people who have really grown distant from each other are no longer really hanging out together or chatting together or you go to a restaurant and they just sort of sit there looking at their phone, looking around and not having anything to say to each other. They seem like they've just slowly grown apart. Doing these love languages will help to bring you back together, but it has to be a planned and prioritized way of doing it because your life is no longer spontaneous. And people think, oh, love should be spontaneous and, you know, just things should just flow. Yeah, maybe when you first start out, things are like that. But after you've been together for a while, there is more work that needs to happen to keep you close. Mm. Having a plan and knowing if you know that your partner really values quality time, then you're the one who should make that happen because then you're showing how much you love them. And that might mean that you organise a surprise date. It might mean that once the kids are in bed, you sit down on the couch and you turn the television off and you turn to them and say, hey, I really want to talk to you about us. I want to have a conversation. Let's play a game together. Let's talk about something we enjoy. Let's spend some real good, undivided, focused attention together, looking in each other's eyes and listening really well. I think it's important because this won't always be easy for some couples. Like I did have a session with a lady and her love language was quality time. But his was physical touch and she really didn't like physical touch. So that takes a lot of effort for some couples to express their partner's love language. But if you truly love the other person, you'll want to show them the love that they find loving. So I think another really nice point is after conflict to show the other person's love language. And what what does that look like? Well, you said to me the other day when we had a disagreement that I just came and held you and held you close to show you that I loved you, that everything was okay. Yeah, we had a bit of a disagreement and it was actually in bed. You pulled me over next to you and snuggled me up into your chest and I felt like it was all okay. I think that's really important because if you had have kind of shut me out and not touched me because mine is physical touch, I would have felt more isolated from you and less loved. Yeah. After conflict is a time to show love languages definitely, but I feel it has to be happening all the time. Every day you've got to express a love language Mm. to your partner in some way. And if you're not good at that, if this is something which is actually hard and you're like, oh, how am I supposed to remember this? Then it means writing it down. We all have a phone, putting notes in your phone, noticing the things that they do and writing them all down so that you can actually turn around and say, hey, I really noticed that you did this and I'm really thankful for it. Even having a range of different alarms set on your phone so that you get one in the evening at 6pm, a little buzz, and it just says words of affirmation. And then you can go, ah, I've got to remember to say this. And this creates a practice, which then becomes a habit. Yeah, good point. Because if it's not your love language, it won't come naturally. So after conflict, we've talked about physical touch, what that would look like after conflict from our own experience. What about words of affirmation? What would that look like? I think that words of affirmation would be about a sincere apology for how things went. And remember, it's not about each person winning, each partner winning this battle. It's actually about saying the relationship is so important. I want us to grow closer. Disagreements are normal, natural even. Be able to say afterwards, 
hey, I'm really sorry that this happened and that maybe I said this. I would like us to have a bigger conversation about this or I'd like to work it out. Yeah, speaking words that build that security and connection back together. And when you're doing that, you have to actually be looking at each other, be able to listen with empathy and not interrupt and be really present with the other person, which is part of quality time as well. Yep, that's what you would do after conflict for quality time too. What about acts of service? What would that look like? If there's a disagreement or conflict because one person isn't doing something around the house or not doing or is not keeping up their end of the responsibility, then that conflict might be about that and it might be, hey, you need to get these things done, you need to blah, 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 you need to get on board. If you know your partner's love language's acts of service is you have to make those behaviour change. You've got to do those things. You've got to step up. Have it for gift giving. What would you do after conflict? I think that you would give a small token of your love and that might be like coming home with flowers or a little note, apology note. Yeah, anything like that I think would be an expression of your love after conflict. And this is all about expressing love and being able to not only express love to your partner and all the different love languages, but knowing their main love language and really working towards doing that. So if you don't know your partner's love language? Then if you look in our show notes, you'll see a link to a test that you can do and find out more. So thanks for listening and please check out our next episode, M is for Money. Thanks for listening. Please subscribe and follow us. And check out our website at rekindlingrelationships.com. Bye for now. See ya.